0: and welcome to the resistance broadcast i'm john thank you so much for joining us on trb live might have been a little subdued because i'm gonna uh do the whole break the fourth wall thing i'm home solo with the kids tonight so if they wake up they're gonna come down and become part of the show i can't let that happen so there's no (laughs) we're live baby tonight but we are live Uh, It's me and James. I'm John. How you doing? Uh, Lacey is not feeling well, so she's not going to be joining us tonight. Uh, So everyone, be sure to hit up Lacey at Lacey Gilleran on your favorite social media app and tell her to feel better and get back in the base soon because we will miss Lacey tonight as we talk about Ahsoka, James. We're talking Mm -hmm. that trailer. I know you did your short, so people got to see your initial reaction, like your immediate one minute reaction.
1: True. Yeah.
0: And we'll get into that. That's going to be our main story tonight, of course, among other things. Bob Iger coming back. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, But before we do that, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's joining us live. uh, Or if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, thank you so much for being a part of TRB. Make sure you spread the word. Tell your friends about the show. Um, If you are with us live, uh, we are going to be doing Ask the Resistance towards the end of the show. So if you have a question that you want us to talk about on the show, just use hashtag Ask the Resistance and well, yeah, we'll hopefully get to a bunch of those later. Mm-hmm. Uh we also do have super chats available if you would like your comment read during the show. Uh but most importantly, thanks for hanging out, being with us and let's have some fun talking Star Wars. So James, uh, the to, to warm things up here, did you
1: happen to catch the Emmy nominations? No. I mean, right. I did. I I saw what Star Wars was nominated for, but like I'm not I'm not someone that pays attention to the Emmys or any real award show other than maybe the Oscars.
0: Did you notice the big snub? That's
1: uh, <laughs> upset me a bit. Uh, is it? Did Mandalorian? No, I don't know. What is it? What is was this? Light and
0: Magic not nominated for best documentary.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, they were nominated for other things, but not for best documentary. Right. Uh, yeah,
0: it's yeah, they were nominated for music for yeah. light and magic, which means they put the documentary in for consideration. And uh, Lacey had actually mentioned that she said, well, they was nominated for this, so they must have put it in for best documentary, which means snub city. Snub city for when you and when you think about it, that documentary is all, what it's going about, all about ILM, how all all those uh, effects and the groundbreaking nature of changing movie history. Went into place and all these other shows and stuff that are being nominated might not exist if it wasn't for ilm and it's the documentary about it uh it's just Mm -hmm. ironic to me but i always felt like the academies just don't like anything affiliated with george lucas because he didn't like being part of the unions and i think that's just something that has lasted for a long time uh which is unfortunate because it's a, a brilliant documentary but there were two star wars series nominated for big awards and we're talking about uh Obi-Wan Kenobi for outstanding limited or anthology series and Andor for outstanding drama series um do either one of those surprise you uh or were you like oh yeah that's that's about right
1: no i think that's I, that's what they should get nominated for the interesting thing that i took away from it is i've never considered the the way that maybe disney lays out their shows so that they they don't have two shows that are competing against each other specifically. Um, and I didn't even, I didn't really look at it this time either to see if that was kind of how they were nominated or what they went up against, but it's kind of sunny. It was kind of funny that they all seem to be um, for different things like outstanding drama versus limited or anthology series. So it's like, does it make sense that Disney would not want to put out two outstanding drama series the same year? Because then they would just go up against each other. Potentially, does that make sense? Yeah. So it almost makes you think like their layout of like, well, what what is Ahsoka or what is Skeleton Crew? You might say, well, Skeleton Crew might be drama, and Ahsoka would be the limited or anthology series or whatever. Because then it might you know change I... things up. Does that kind of make sense? I guess so. I,
0: I think that the Obi-Wan Kenobi one surprised me. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I don't think either series is going to win. Um, I think succession is going to win best drama and for best best anthology. I'm not sure, but I, I don't, I was surprised that Kenobi was nominated to be honest with you. Uh, we've talked about that, that it wasn't maybe as good as we had thought it would be, um, from a budget standpoint. Um, and it definitely picked up steam as it went on. But I'm glad it is at the same time. I was very happy to see that it was nominated, both of them, because anytime Star Wars gets recognized and any sort of recognition, I like that. I don't need that as a Star Wars fan. Uh, If Lucas never needed that, then I don't need that. So uh, I love Star Wars. I don't need an academy of people who probably are that in touch with this type of storytelling to tell me whether it's worthy or not, you know. But at the same time, I think it's cool. So um I, I don't know I, I i just don't think either one is gonna gonna win the award but it's cool that they were nominated you know and then uh, man yeah. was nominated for some um of the not major awards but some of the smaller ones uh, all in all those successful uh round of nominations for the series and i think Andor getting the best drama nomination is a big deal um because star wars usually obviously doesn't fit in that category and it's going toe to toe with some pretty big drama heavyweights and that's what they were looking for for Andor. I think you know it's not the one that's going to get the most views. I believe it was the lowest viewed Star Wars show, but at the same time, it's giving it that prestige of look. We have we make award winning content. Come make Star Wars movies and shows. Maybe it's you know that type of draw. So, oh um, no, I was all-
1: trying to look what the, what Obi Wan was up against, and honestly, I've only heard of one of those shows. <laughs> so wow. I'm like, I don't I don't understand maybe what qualifies that as is it something different you know what i mean like it would limited or anthology series like what you know how do you define that yeah and i, I also don't. wonder if they if they have the ability to like submit for specific things or do they have to imagine s- this. a show and just see what it is because like imagine. I said, I, I think they would be smart not to try to put Obi-Wan in the outstanding drama, because if it does get nominated, it would be splitting the votes and stuff. So and I don't know if it's wisely.
0: I don't know if Obi-Wan fits that because um, Andor is more of that grounded sort of realist drama in a sense. But imagine am Obi- saying
1: Obi-Wan might win in this category. compared to the does. other shows. Imagine yeah.
0: Obi-Wan wins and then they make a season two and they take away the award because they broke the rules of not being a limited series.
1: <laughs> Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> it's sort of—I didn't even think about that. It sort of confirms. Well, they said anthology series. How does or that? Or limited? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to be funny about it.
0: Yeah, but, okay. That would um, be good, we do have a bunch of stories to get into. So why don't we get into those right now with the Resistance report?
1: <laughs> it's the Resistance. <laughs> All right. Well, I think the thing we got to kick this week off with is the obvious thing. The Ahsoka trailer was officially released, uh, as well as a pretty awesome poster, which we used for the thumbnail of this video. So if you haven't seen it, you've seen it. Um, And the interesting thing about the Ahsoka trailer was our talk last week about whether or not we thought it was sort of held off because of the issues with Twitter Mm -hmm. and it seemingly maybe was because as soon as that kind of, you know, fixed itself or whatever, and people kind of stopped complaining, everybody got back to normal. Here we are with an Ahsoka trailer drop on a Monday morning. Um, Pretty exciting. Uh, What was your takeaway from the trailer? Because I know I did my reaction and kind of said a couple quick things, but I haven't talked to you. What's up? So I
0: watched the trailer a couple times and I then immediately went back and watched the other Disney plus show trailers Mm -hmm. because I, I will never forget having watched the season three main trailer for the Mandalorian and thinking, wow, they really opened this up and made it more cinematic and it looks like bigger budget and bigger scale and grander. And the show didn't really give me that. So that makes me think, all right, this trailer for Ahsoka looks that way too. It looks big budget. It looks cinematic. It looks grand, but at the same Mm -hmm. time, I'm just cautiously, just, just from a special visual effects standpoint and a look of it, the story's going to be great because it's Dave Filoni, but I'm going in cautiously optimistic from the visual standpoint because I think they deliberately choose certain shots to present in trailers to make it look as good as possible as you should when you make trailers um so i'm still not sure how this show is going to look cuz it was filmed in the same way Manhattan Beach Stagecraft volume the same way as Mandalorian Obi-Wan Mm-hmm. And people have had some issues with how those shows have looked in some scenes and that sort of thing. We've talked about that ad nauseum. So, and
1: Ahsoka sort of gives me a little bit of that vibe that a little like, bit. there might be some shots in this where you go, I feel yeah. like I can tell there's she's running the away room. from the explosions. Yeah, yeah. So, a, yeah. and
0: and and look, that's just a visual thing. You know, I it it's it's gonna be fine. I'm sure. But this trailer looked big but i don't know that the show is going to live up to the trailer this in the same way mando season three didn't live up to the visual of that trailer so Mm -hmm. that's where that was my starting point um i like that i'm able to i don't know where this show is going as far as an end game especially with that movie that's going to really tie all this stuff together um but i like the fact that we see the you know our three main characters that we're looking at from the ghost crew rebels uh, we're looking at Sabine, Hera, and of course Ahsoka. And I'm seeing Hera doesn't seem like she's changed much. She seems to be the constant. She seems to be the foundation, the rock. Um, and then I look at Ahsoka, and Ahsoka seems to be falling into that trope of that need to rediscover oneself. And I think where I'm coming from that is, you know, we've saw that with Luke Skywalker, so I might be a little tired, but. To be fair ahsoka's story about i'm no jedi and walking away from it all was told before luke's story in the last jedi Mm -hmm. so this isn't if if anything you could say luke the luke story was biting off of this but i i come to that conclusion and i think this is going this story a big part of the story is going to be ahsoka's more of like the wise old jedi so to speak but also this is her finding her way back to being a jedi and i think that's because in season two her episode was called the jedi And I think that these are all deliberate decisions made by Filoni and Favreau to say like this, she is still the Jedi. She doesn't know it yet or believe it yet. And this show is going to be her journey back to becoming a Jedi and believing she is a Jedi. Um, So I think for Ahsoka, it's rediscovery for Hera. It's her being the constant because you can't have every character going through this major shift. And then you have Sabine on the other end who is going on a journey of finding out who she is. Um, I think. Sabine is like her growth and growing into what she's going to become by all this training. You see the message again by Ezra, which is you know very similar to the end of Rebels. But I like that we see her with the long hair. So to me, anything you see with her in this long hair, you know, is happening at the very beginning of this series because we see her cut her hair eventually. Then there's a ton of action shots of her with the short hair. I don't think there's going to be some sort of time lapse where we see her later in the show with long hair. I think she starts with the long hair, cuts it off. That everything else happens with classic looking sabine
1: which i i think what they're implying here with this shot is this is supposed to be sort of what they showed at the end of rebels but it is odd that she has the long hair yeah match up perfectly but th- the way they like put together the clips it's like that's the same shot at the end you know you well you, and
0: time could have way. gone on and there could have been similar actions and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but I like that, you know, her watching the message from Ezra in this show, she has the long hair and then you see her cutting the hair. So we know that Ezra pops in early in this series via that message, which to me, James, and I know you were speculating Ezra might not be in the series beyond that. I actually think that locks in that Ezra will be in this series in person if they're giving him giving us Ezra that early in a video message. And then nothing else after. I I think there's no chance of that happening. So I think that actually tells us that Ezra will be in this series. And then the other stuff that stood out to me was um, uh, Balin and those two dark side lightsaber users uh, clearly arriving to what appears to be busting out the magistrate because she clearly knows where Thrawn is. Remember Ahsoka asked her, uh, Mm -hmm. where's your boss, Grand Admiral Thrawn? She knows. So she gets arrested or something. They're going to bust her out to go find Thrawn. Now I want to know what you think. I don't know if they're necessarily going to find Thrawn for his help or to help him or to kill him in the name of Palpatine. I don't know if they work for within Inquisitors. You know, uh, um, Ray Stevenson said, I believe it's Celebration, that he was formerly a Jedi and he survived Order sixty six. And again, that's something we've seen before. I mean, look at uh, what's her name from Obi
1: Wan Kenobi. Uh, I mean, it's like.
0: Yeah. See and just, a lot of these
1: patterns happening in these series. And but just I real want, quickly, we got to mention that he says we, we are no Jedi. Is we are no line? Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, so obviously there's something and, and just to be real quick too, is, is that that point you're saying about her coming back as, as a Jedi, I, I'm on the opposite side of that. I think they're defining very clearly with this show that she's, she's not. And I think they're setting the tone of this as like, uh, you know, th- this, this, you may have seen this character before, but you maybe don't know all the details. We're letting you know that's not what she's about. She's something else. And I think it sets up more of what Lucasfilm is doing with, with future stories of, of what is and what isn't Jedi. And, and I think by bringing in two characters that, you know, one uh, or both of them have the orange lightsabers and all that. I think right. it's like they're very clearly setting up like differences between Sith and other dark side users, differences between Jedi's and other de- uh, light side users. Right. So I, I think that's the direction they're going. But but continue on. I didn't mean to jump in with the no Jedi thing. You just got to say it. You have to say it. It's oh, okay. absolutely. A hundred
0: percent. So I like to think that maybe there's a chance that we have a lot of different people looking to have different motives here. And it's not just clear-cut dark side light side so i'm wondering mm-hmm. if these two are working in the name of palpatine to preserve the true empire and they're anti-thrawn uh that's possible maybe they're they're trying to find like when i initially watched these trailers and the early stuff i thought oh these people they're looking for thrawn because they are or they need him but now i'm thinking what if they're trying to find him to kill him or something like that so maybe mm-hmm. maybe things are gonna be even more complicated for thrawn which will allow Thrawn to do Thrawn things and have to use his you know, uh, a strategy and calculation on how to execute what he needs to execute. So I don't know. I, I've been talking a while. I gave a bunch of points. So uh, what do you think of the, what I said, but also what do you think?
1: I definitely think that, I mean, I, I mentioned a little bit about how I thought the, the direction of the trailer gives us a little bit something different um, that we're headed in the direction of if it doesn't always have to be Jedi and Sith, and I think um, you know there was a little bit of speculation on Sabine having the force powers and stuff. I think mostly that is a couple of the the poses that she's in, and the fact that she's using the lightsaber, and the fact that she says "master" to Ahsoka, um, which I do not think she is force sensitive. I think that's I I, th- I I feel like I hope not. Yeah, I I just I think it's one of those things. Like sometimes Star Wars does that. Like obviously a very big evident moment for that would be Leia. Like you don't find out that character's force sensitive till way later in her life. But, you know, and like where was it all these other times when that would have come in handy or whatever. Um so I think you always can tell the story of a character finding out they're force sensitive long after the fact. But um I I feel like that Sabine being a force sensitive character sort of might take away from the title character, Ahsoka I think that the show is about her and her connection with the force and the Jedi and, and, um, her history with the Jedi, I should say. And, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I, I think that this trailer, I said this in my, um, my short little reaction that I think this is the first trailer that sort of got me excited for the series. Uh, yeah. while I do agree with you on the, uh, I think the lackluster, trailer things that we got before it seemed a little boring i think they were sort of hoping that just the hype of ahsoka alone would allow them to sort of um play a longer game with the marketing like they Mm -hmm. could go longer by just being like yeah but wait till ahsoka happens you know and the fans would be like i can't wait for that they don't have to show you anything whereas like some of these other shows they might have to do that um And uh, but I think that you're you're right. I think one of the big things coming out of this show is the fact that it's going to be, um, you know, Dave Filoni's story. I think Dave Filoni's story is going to be the thing that could carry it through the visual effects. If there are poor visual effects, Um, I don't even think it's not it's not that bad. It's just that we're we're trying to talk to it on on what we talk about it based on what we know on the level what we know is yeah mandalorian and the movies and obi-wan yeah. and boba fett yeah so it, like when i'm looking and comparing those things i'm leaning towards some of these things feel like they're a little bit more on this side rather than this side yeah. but i do think that story-wise this show could be really cool and i think that this trailer has pointed to me that they might do some crazy stuff that we've seen and animated 100% yeah we've seen an animated before but we've never seen it in live action and i think most of these people if they were if they were if the casual fan who just likes mandalorian and live action star wars or whatever was sort of presented with a concept like a mortise, right how would they handle that and it's like i think this show might bring some of that to the to foreground and yeah. see how wild they can get with some of these Star Wars stories in live action to see if the audience responds to it like they would in, in Marvel where they're like, okay, yeah, I get Iron Man, very grounded movie. Now, like 10 years later, he's in space and fighting aliens and time travel. And like, you know what I mean? Like how, how far can they stretch Star Wars? Um, with such a grounded series also going with, um, and I feel like Ahsoka can be sort of the breath of like, let's get a little wild let's get crazy with some of the lore here
0: yeah i it's interesting because there's a bunch of shots in the trailer um some um on a hologram and some people
1: uh balen and shin is that her name am i um yeah i i'm not used to it yet Right. I can't wait to know the characters just by heart. You know? It,
0: yeah, it takes me some while to so get the names sometimes. But at, at this sort of like Stonehenge looking place that mm-hmm. gets like sort of wrapped around in this map. Yeah. Like, yeah, there it is. And that is that sort of like another or a portable or a transitional like portal world between worlds type thing? Because it looks like mappy, sort of like how the world between worlds is. I think mm-hmm. the show's gonna get or really... just
1: like rebel maps like on the walls. It's yeah, like I don't know how to read those. That doesn't that doesn't yeah. work to me as All a right. map. Yeah. But somehow that they're looking at them and plotting coordinates and stuff. And you so always must need must understand it.
0: You always need multiple pieces to make it connect or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I I think this show's gonna get weird. I think it's gonna get strange. Um, but ultimately because it needs to tie in with Mando skeleton crew and all this stuff uh i that may ha- have to keep it in a uh you know grounded in a way in, in, in the way and as grounded as star wars can be besides andor so i i don't know it's 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 going to be the most fantastical of all the shows that we've seen so far
1: yeah almost yeah almost like Rise of skywalker where they're like jumping between yeah. you know, they're in the same and people are like okay you know like yeah i can accept that i think yeah. the other thing that, that is is cool here that we have something that sort of took precedent over this story which is the world between worlds being something that was very fantastical and yet when it was done you wrap the series as if We didn't we didn't just, you know, do some really crazy stuff a couple episodes ago. You know, it it wraps very grounded in Star Wars uh, as Star Wars normally is, if that makes sense. Mm. And uh, I think that this show very well could pull those fantastical elements and do something similar like, oh, this door uh, that leads to this place. Uh, knock it down. It's gone. We yeah. have no more <laughs> door. And then that just be it and be like, OK, now we're back to being grounded. Uh, The villains were defeated and the, the galaxy was saved. And now we don't ever have to worry about that anymore because no, nobody knows about it. At all, like, except so for us, and we're never going to go in there. Is again, there so.
0: any chance now this is we're, we're entering a realm of wild speculation with this one? Is there any chance because of all the rumors of Hayden Christensen being in this show that we get him not in a flashback, maybe still force ghost, but seeing him some way through some portal in a younger version of himself, Um
1: preferably de-aged, unlike in Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the answer is yes. If you want to know the answer, is it possible? Yes. My thoughts on it though, are going to be very stuck in exactly what you would expect. It'll be somehow force Ghost related.
0: Yeah. I
1: think she's going to sit down and she's going to say, I'm not really sure where to go master. Can you talk with me? And he's going to show up. We're going to have that moment. Um, But I mean, again, we're talking about fantastical things and all of our speculation is based on what we've seen in star Wars before. So it's like, oh, well, they wouldn't do this because right. that's not Star Wars, but they can because right. as soon as they do it, it becomes Star Wars. Right. So whatever fantastical element they're thinking of is, is something that um, will make sense when we get it and we just don't know it yet. Yeah. And that's a way that they could bring in Anakin pretty easily.
0: Yeah. Um, it. I mean, I really enjoyed the trailer and it definitely took... My excitement for the series, which we had talked about recently was sort of tempered um, to the next level. Um, I don't doubt for a second that we're going to get a great story that's going to enrich not only the story of the Ghost Crew, Ahsoka, of course, and um, that whole thread. And of course, Thrawn now coming in, but also just the Force. I think we're going to get new knowledge about the Force. Which is pretty cool when you think about what else is ahead for us, which is the origins of the force with Mangold. Right. And the future of the force with Ray Skywalker. And this being now in between those after original trilogy and stuff and knowing what we knew from Rebels. um, I think we're about to learn some pretty cool things about the force Um, that is mystical, not scientific. What do you think about this this picture here? i don't know um that looks like ahsoka it looks like her when she's wearing when she was wearing at the end of rebels when she was wearing like that gandalfy looking white cloak and she had the staff mm-hmm. like could this be her looking into the future at a monument of herself like uh, i that's the first thing that popped into my head i don't know what other famous that i mean it looks like someone that is of her species i mean i can't tell if that's a robe or if it's her little, uh,
1: uh, what do they call those things? No. Just like a an, an, a scarf, neck neckerchief. No, charge. her tentacles. The oh, leku
0: like uh... leku. Yeah, leku. Right. Yeah. So I can't tell if that's that or not. It's.
1: I think it might be, but that was my guess. What do you think? Um. So I think what we're supposed to speculate based on this is that it has something to do with mortis. Because you have a photo of someone doing like a hand gesture and they all have like, you know, the son had the hand out and the daughter had the hand like this and the father had the hand up. This one also is like going like this. And when you see, well, again, that's Mortis, but it's from World Between Worlds. So when Ezra walks up to the thing and he sees the mural, that's the mural you're looking at with the three of them. And they all have those like, religious circles behind them, right? Uh, similar to this image here. So I'm I'm thinking that it might not have anything to do with Mortis, but it will. But whatever it is, you will say, obviously, there was. This uh, connection between different societies and different people, and they obviously saw their entities like this. And this is maybe just a religious entity that they're showing us. But and I say that meaning like, you know, the force or or um, uh, like not Jedi, but like other religions that maybe like support the force and support other things like that, because I don't know that that some of these temples are Jedi temples. Sure. But like, I'm sure other temples and other things in the Star Wars universe are not Jedi. I mean, they obviously have Sith temples, too, but like, you know, you got to think there's other things out there, too, right? Just force related powerful things. I yeah, I and I I don't remember if it was
0: in her Mando episode or if it was in Book of Boba Fett. But the Convor, I don't know if it was uh the daughter, like the Morai thing, but mm-hmm. there was wasn't there a Convour watching her from the tree or something like that? So yes. like there's still all that stuff around now. Like, like either following Ahsoka, or what have you. So that's a good point. Um,
1: I don't know. That's then we're getting wild that's again. What, that's this, a, that's what's happening here. This trailer does a very good job at, at taking it of saying, "Hey, we've told you about Ahsoka. We've showed you Ahsoka, but we were kind of holding off. Now's the time we're getting started. This is your next big Star Wars adventure. Get excited! It's here. It's coming. You know." Um. And, uh, start putting on your tins foils hats because (laughs) we're going to be talking about some pretty crazy stuff coming up here. And, um, I don't know, it's all of, it's very interesting. And I think this is, this is the first opportunity. I mean, obviously Dave has been doing, um, shows for a while now, live action shows, but I feel like this is the first time where, maybe this is like in his wheelhouse you know what i mean like i think he obviously loves mandalorians and 501st and everything like that because the clone wars yeah. but it's uh i don't know it's 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 all very interesting look at that there's lacy right there yeah we, so we have yeah we in. have a
0: comment from the chat uh <laughs> this is from Lacey Gillerin, and she said hi per wikipedia so Lacey's just on her deathbed <laughs> doing the work for us behind the scenes. She said, Per Wikipedia, the name Leku was also used to describe the striped headtails of the Togruta. So yeah, we got it. Yeah. All right, good. Um Thank you, Lacey. Appreciate that. Um,
1: yeah, I I feel like as much as he loves the Mandalorians and, and Clone Wars stories and everything else that he's done. I think like when you start to get into like uh you know, the wolves, like what do the wolves mean? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That all that stuff just feels like. There was no, um, there was <laughs> the, no, the answer's no. But when they show Sabine, that's not what I was, I was talking about in rebels, mm-hmm. but when they do show Sabine, she's got a little oath cat there on the back of her helmet. Um, but, Oh yeah. But that's there's cool. another, um, there's another pose where she's sitting down and you can see a wolf drawn on the wall. Oh, that's right. Cool. Right there behind her head.
0: Do you think we're gonna see Sabine doing any spray painting in this show? Or do you think she's over that?
1: Oh, I think they I think that is important for them to showcase what this character is. Unless they unless they're trying to say years later she's not that anymore. But I don't know why. I don't know why like the depression i guess over ezra would force her to not be artistic anymore it Mm -hmm. doesn't seem to make sense it seems like also she painted the 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 mural of them as a family after he was gone right so i i definitely think that if you're talking about introducing a broader audience to the character of sabine it would be the same as is thrawn not having anything to do with art either it'd be like what are you doing (laughs) that's the character
0: yeah um now we were gonna get to those super chats um i do see someone said they submitted a super chat tune raider we did not get that um you can try to submit it again um but um if it doesn't work out for you let us know and we'll still read your comments so just send that a comment Mm -hmm. again if it doesn't work for you um but we do have a couple james so you want to get into these
1: yeah, let's go ahead and get into them now. Do you want to go ahead and pull them up?
0: Yeah. So we have Matt Lawless. Uh, thank you very much, Matt. Appreciate it, man. He said, hey, thank fellas, you. trailer was exciting. Live action. Purgle. That's true. <laughs> Funny we did. Didn't even say it. You know why? I feel like Purgles are everywhere now. We saw him in uh, Mando, uh, but like straight on. Uh, geez, those things are big. But he said live action Purgle. The tease of Thrawn was cool as well. But where's our boy Zeb? i I think Zeb will be will definitely be in the show. I just think because he was already literally in Mando, maybe they didn't need to use trailer time for him.
1: Um so that's fair.
0: yeah, what do you, what yeah, do you I think,
1: think that I think that's probably it. I also i'm a, I'm a little I'm wondering a little bit if Zeb is like very expensive. So like him being a main character in the show or being someone who doesn't go on the mission, but like shows up in the show at some point, like, well, let's have it about Hera and Sabine and Ahsoka and actors with makeup. Uh, But, you know, to throw in a like a full CG character like that, um, I mean, they could do it, but I don't think I don't expect Zeb to be someone who's in the show a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, really quickly um, about the pergill too, though, the, the celebration trailer had them heading towards the Pergil. I think in the same shot that shows up in this trailer. However, this trailer showed it a few seconds before, because in the celebration trailer, that, that space whale was like opening up its mouth and they were almost like, Oh, I forgot in to it. Yeah. My yeah. memory.
0: I was, that's tough. Um, uh, here's a cool comment. Uh, that I'm just going to talk about because I think it's good to bring up. So Qui-Gon J said, Balin and Shin are the names of wolves from Norse mythology. Something to think about.
1: What? Hmm.
0: And Qui-Gon J may have just made that up and now we look like fools. (laughs) But if that is true, I think that's pretty cool. So at least you got your comment read, uh, Qui-Gon J. But we do have uh, another super chat we have to get to here from Freezy. Good old Freezy, twenty three, twenty four. Thank you, Freezy. Appreciate that. Up in Canada, Um, he did
1: not make it up. There's been speculation elsewhere. Yeah. Oh, okay. For that, that's cool.
0: Uh, Do you think Ray Stevenson's character survives the Ahsoka series? Also, what is your take on Dave Filoni saying Anakin is the greatest Jedi of all time? Oh, did that take off? (laughs) (laughs) Um, First thing, do you think Ray Stevenson's character
1: Balin survives this season? For the sake of real world, I kind of hope not. Uh, I hope that they, they end the character um, properly and, and don't leave it on some crazy cliffhanger and mm-hmm. then there's no way to fix it. Um, uh, but I I kind of get the feeling that they're marketing the show as limited series. So I think this villain is not someone that is going to stay... Th- I, that, I mean, they did the same thing for Obi-Wan, man. They did the same thing for Obi-Wan. They did with Reva. I I say Ray Stevens character dies, but not his apprentice. I think she. She could still be like young enough to have her own revelations. And
0: that's interesting. So I was thinking at it from so there's an inquisitor that ahsoka fights in some forest which actually looks like the same forest she's in in her episode the jedi it's like yeah. these the petrified trees towards the end of uh the trailer mm. if you want to find it but so she has that duel and unless this inquisitor takes off the mask and it's somebody of note i think she takes out that person so then we also see her fighting balen and does she kill him too my thought was no and I would assume because he looks like more of a prominent character, that fight happens later. Um, I feel like the Inquisitor fight will be more of a teaser and his fight with her will be later. But I, I mean, I'm speculating and I was thinking that he would live um, now that would obviously complicate things um, because I think this character is going to be a big impact character. I don't think it's going to be uh, all, all due respect to fans of the character Cara Dune, I, I think I I almost forgot about the character when season three came around, but I think this guy's going to have an impact in this show, like right out of the gate and he's just a big presence. And he was uh, very prominent in that panel at celebration. I, I think they had big thoughts for that character. So, but also Star Wars likes to kill their villains, but you made a good point about the Reva flip, how she was supposed to die with the original writer. And then they had her live on. I don't know, man. I, I I hope he. For the sake of the show, goes out in a blaze of glory for Ray Stevenson. I don't want them to do any recast or anything like
1: that. Um, Are we? But are we? Where are we at as far as analyzing footage and trailers when it comes to like how often they show the first few episodes of the show? Because to me, you're right. This feels like it's the final fight.
0: Yeah, so. I I did some research on that. You'll be you'll be proud of me. I went <laughs> back to the Mando first full trailer, and they show shots from episode six, episode seven. They show shots, not big sequences, but they do show stuff from later, and that's what this sort of was. It was like a shot. There wasn't too much there. It's showing like these two are going to go head to head. Um, so it's possible that we're seeing stuff from all over this. I mean. Series
1: it does kind of feel like they show a lot here. They show that shot, that shot, that shot, that shot, that shot. (laughs) You know, let's not forget another
0: point to bring up, which is going to tie into um, the whole line about heir to the empire. That's not by mistake. And I don't think this, this show is going to follow that legend story. I think it's hail Mary time. And I don't mean to be an alarmist, but Disney is taking hit after hit right now from the park side Indy did not perform well at the box office. Elemental did not perform well. They need to um, sacrifice surprise to get people to want to be interested in stuff. And how do you do that in Star Wars? You light up those lightsabers and you show us some big stuff. And they may Mm -hmm. have had to rework the idea of marketing this stuff from saying, we're only going to show them stuff from the first two episodes, the exposition. No, you got to show some of the meat and potatoes in these trailers. So regular audiences like my brother, who barely knows who Ahsoka is, says... That looks cool. I'm going to go watch that show. So I think we are seeing more than just first two episodes in this trailer. And um, the
1: conversation definitely happening, too. As far as like so, so something like the space whales, because I guarantee you some people are seeing that and going like, oh, look at that. It's the uh, Empire Strikes Back uh, asteroid monster. Right. Yeah, you know? it's like. And no. real, real, real <laughs>
0: probably quick, not on the Filoni thing. Um, I don't think that's a big deal at all. Uh, I think Faloni knows Star Wars better than we do. I think fans I think people know what he really meant. You know, he was the greatest Jedi at one point, and he fell, and that was that's the biggest part of the tragedy was you had the most talented, greatest Jedi who succumbed to the dark side. If he can, then anyone can. i think i I think that's what feloni meant. I don't think he meant like, He's the greatest, even though he did those bad things. And I I'd like to think people outside of Twitter are able to compartmentalize that and know what he meant. Yeah. So I don't think this... I think that's a nothing story that blew up in a tiny pocket online, and it's silly. That's my... Yeah,
1: there's, there's all different ways that you can take it to, greatest being, like, most powerful. All right, well, then, you know, George Lucas said Luke was the most powerful Jedi at all time, but he was talking about Return of the Jedi Luke, you know, and it's like there's so many other uh time frames now where we look at luke maybe being even more powerful than he was in returning the jedi and qui-gon said i don't know didn't he didn't he say i foresee you being the greatest of all the jedi like i mean i just think like if you if you're looking at actually (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) if you're just looking at at star wars and you're like i don't know kind of like taking a, a whole big picture of the prequels and the the sequels and and everything i feel like you got to admit that everything revolves around anakin skywalker being this like virgin birthed uh thing of the force that was given to the world to right. be as powerful and as talented and everything that he is so i think just literally saying the off the cuff statement of like well you know i mean there was anakin skywalker who was the greatest jedi of them all you know it's mm-hmm. like it's like taken it exactly how you said it. Like taken in specific context, it's pretty easy to to understand what I think was much true about, about
0: nothing. I think it just got a it, one person makes a comment, then someone sees that and says, "I'm gonna say that too," and it just turns mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. something silly. And Dave Filoni probably knew nothing about it, and I love it. Um, one more super chat, and then we got to cruise on to some other stories, of course. But we have, and thank you, uh, Freezy and Matt, for those super mm-hmm. chats uh we have nerdy seb thank you very much appreciate it um always helping us promote on online too uh yes. said there, there's a shot briefly where ahsoka is fighting the inquisitor and Balin is shooting at them so possibly the inquisitor is maybe uh his own faction sure i yeah i don't see those two as inquisitors um Balin and shin so what do you think james
1: possibly the inquisitor may be his own faction meaning
0: like like on his own not with them not with the other dark side users i yeah i assumed that was the case like a rogue lasting inquisitor sort of
1: thing no 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 i think the inquisitors are there uh fighting with palpatine and that inquisitor there is to represent the empire
0: okay so you think separate from Balin and shin though
1: Correct, but okay. I, but yeah. to be clear, I think maybe what this is implying is I think Balin and Shen are opposite Palpatine and the Sith and everything else. I oh, think they okay. have their well, own dark agenda. Theory,
0: but that's interesting. I think you're I think you're probably right though. I think that's a good call um, because
1: then you yeah. you sort of have like different angles coming at. She's trying to figure out this evil, but it doesn't dismiss the the Empire still coming at you know her and there being inquisitors and other things that are like, former Jedi and stuff. But I, but I you're right, I just don't think these people, I think they have their own agenda and what they want to do. It doesn't line up with Palpatine and the Sith or whatever the Empire is doing. Who knows if they even know that at this time? Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't. I mean, you know what I'm putting together now? Though <laughs> I'm putting together the timeline why is there an inquisitor well that's that's the whole mystery is, right yeah this is real time live yes. folks i'm like yeah. putting this together like but hold on a second this is years why later. is there an inquisitor
0: yeah this is after
1: palpatine wouldn't be around
0: <clears throat> no but it could be again people um fighting in the name of palpatine you know you know like they say in uh uh mandalorian long live the empire you know uh right you know there are people who still are palpatine loyalists and that happens all the time i mean look at indie 5 not not to get too into the weeds but you know mm-hmm. um there are nazis in 1969 usa um but it looks like Lacey has put an end to this uh debate about feloni and the greatest jedi by saying it's me i'm the greatest jedi so
1: well she she has also brought up another controversial topic if you want to do our last if you want to do one more super chat
0: oh uh, yes do we have another super chat let's see. yeah
1: from her <laughs> oh from Lacey.
0: oh <laughs> oh okay so Lacey Gillarin, thanks for the super chat um dollar 99 so i can go buy <laughs> myself a costco hot dog and celebrate greg runberg's birthday uh john what are your thoughts on ben solo returning uh not much um i don't think he is i don't think adam driver is interested We've talked about this. And you're just trying to get me in trouble, Gilleran. And I took the bait. So how about that? Thank you. All right. That's pretty <clears> funny, though. Lacey's <laughs> like, guys, I'm reimbursing myself with $1.99 tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't say that, but that's pretty yeah. funny.
1: Um, um, All right. So well, let's,
0: we, we have to move on. We have other yeah. We,
1: we got to move on. Um, I'm very excited for Ahsoka. And if we, we missed other things, feel free to throw them in the comments. Like, guys, you didn't even talk about X, and thing we're going to talk trailer, about but... it more.
0: This is just like we got to get Lacey in here, we got to talk more about this as we learn more about it. And they yeah. do the classic, you know, Empire Magazine stuff, Vanity Fair, more of that stuff comes out, and uh, so we'll definitely talk more about it. This isn't the end.
1: All right, well, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about how Hasbro has released a couple figures, um, one being the Obi Wan Kenobi figures and um, the then, well, there's the Obi Wan Kenobi figure and then there's also the Force Spirit Qui-Gon figure um, and these both being from the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Um, yes. Thoughts oh, and- on these
0: f- figures? Um, did you skip the second story on purpose? uh no i didn't <laughs> okay we'll, we'll go back to it thoughts we'll on go the back figures? to it uh you know me i don't collect as much anymore i went to i went to target the other day just for family stuff and like the i, I tweeted that the aisle was just empty there was mm-hmm. just there was some young uh jedi adventure stuff um i don't really buy stuff online i they look cool it bothers me that that these should not be coming out over a year after the show comes out Uh, It's just how does that and I know that's not Hasbro's fault. I know there's a lot of the secrecy and that to keep Qui-Gon, you know, a secret and stuff, but you and I made jokes about this on Twitter that Qui-Gon looks like half ghosted in some of the shots Mm -hmm. Uh, in that one where he's doing the pirate stance. It looks like he was a a Titanic survivor from the waist down,
1: like in the water. Yeah, I thought I thought um, that it did look (laughs) a little bit like he was just wet from the bottom down. (laughs) You said, yeah, you got to drive by from a car in a puddle. Yeah. And he's like mad about it, the way they posed him like it. It it was very odd. It also reminded me of the um, I put in the gift there too of the guy who's like standing watching cricket and he's like looking at, you know what I mean? He just looks mad and they like zoom in on him. It's, it's like but, uh, yeah, that. That one. Um, it's like in a in a different
0: timeline. On a what if, if like, Qui Gon and Shmi got married. And she left like a giant vat of blue milk out, and he fell into it up to his waist.
1: <laughs> and he's like, me, you did it yeah. again." <laughs> so, I'm, I was just surprised they decided to pose the character in that particular like this, yeah. this thing. And I'm like, "Why?" I don't know. And he looks angry in that too. It doesn't look like mysterious Maybe
0: or something. Qui Gon but- got force ghosted just only like everywhere below where Maul killed him. Maybe that's what it is. No, I'm just kidding. The rest of them are all, like, blue and stuff. They look <laughs> cool. I like seeing a figure of Qui-Gon uh, in this era. I think that's awesome. I think they're very detailed. I like that the T-16 is there with Obi-Wan. Um, I like the different variations. I think they look great. I just I, I just wish there was a bigger push. Because the one of the cooler parts about Star Wars that I always talk about is, like, going to check out the figures before the movies come out and wondering who these people are and but maybe seeing your heroes again and i i, I just don't like the idea of you know i don't even know when these come out did what did they put the release date we got the press release i didn't pay they said attention. you can
1: pre-order them on
0: the 18th july 18th um release they the said fall. they
1: were released during the fall
0: all right. So a year and a half after the show comes out, you're putting out the figures, that makes zero sense. And I don't know how anyone could justify that. So.
1: so I sort of understand the Qui-Gon one a little bit, but the the Obi-Wan for me, I was like, why why this Obi-Wan? It's the I guess it's the Obi-Wan from the last scene of the show, so it's like an outfit thing, but I don't get there's no spoiler to this. So I feel like do something different with like if you have an opportunity to do uh, a character from Obi Wan, like I don't know, just some something that feels like it was it had to be past that um, that spoiler line. You know I just, I, mean? I, I but, but although I'm, I don't know what else was, I don't know what else could be in the show, like, dude, but I'm Reva so, without her helmet or something. I'm just so done with it, though. Like, you know what? Instead,
0: like if you need to protect the secrecy so bad that you're putting out the toys almost a year and a half after the show comes out just tell us that uh, qui Gon's going to be in the show then we don't need to be awed and surprised all the time if they told us that he was in the show maybe more people would have watched it from the get-go wondering when he's going to show up we all knew he was going to show up anyway worst kept secret if that's why these figures are delayed a year and a half it's ridiculous I'm sorry Mm -hmm. like I love being surprised in Star Wars you brought this up a long time ago and I've never been able to forget this i feel like they're they're chasing the i am your father moment they're chasing a big big jaw-dropping surprise and they're they love the the surprise now and i get it it's sexy and it's very exciting like oh we're gonna get them with this twist or the surprise but put the figures out man let kids buy these things let collectors buy these things and and that's a part of marketing too is people talk about these figures and it's like a big part of the star wars culture star wars really in my opinion created the action figure phenomenon so uh i i just they got to change something i i just don't know I, and, and that's not a comment on the quality i think Hasbro does a good job making this stuff i just think the, the finger is not in the pulse from whoever makes the decisions on how this stuff gets released and i don't think it's the toy company so
1: so sort of on that note um one of the comments that we got was you, you know, did we want to talk about the Lego leaks for the Ahsoka thing? And it's like, I don't want to talk about it because it's a leak. I don't want to talk about it. Um, But Only because it's who it's a who cares thing. <laughs> well, what I'm what I was going to say is it sort of connects with this story. And I think that's maybe what Disney is sort of wanting to do is they're wanting to kind of keep that stuff under wraps because when they do do that, they end up uh, with problems where because somebody who's in the know is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to post that online. So, yeah, yeah, it's tricky. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that I think that there's kind of of two minds, but I feel like they should work with people to be uh, even more secretive uh, as far as working with the people who are developing this stuff, like be more secretive with black series and uh, with Hasbro and like, let them be as close to the gate as they can. So that so that, when it is revealed to the public, then they're like already half or 75% of the way through that process to get that stuff out as fast as possible. But often too often we hear that they don't even know about it until they're sitting in the theater or or whatever like can't you let some people in on this obviously this movie is being developed by like or the show is being developed by so 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 many graphic designers and stuff so where's the nda that's preventing you know like you at least working up to a very specific point in the process of making this content
0: and speculating is a way of fan marketing in a sense of getting buzz going about a show or a movie um i didn't feel any of that with a lot of these shows recently but i remember when when we were leading up to solo and stuff how excited we were trying to put the, the pieces together as we saw like or even the, the some of the sequel trilogy stuff like oh who's that character and it was like bulio or something we're like who is that that's interesting <laughs> yeah that's yeah. pretty cool and it doesn't give anything away but it's just fun and it gets people talking about stuff
1: get well speaking of speaking of us talking about stuff we are we are pushing time and we got stories to talk about so let's let's go back really quick so yeah we're gonna go back to
0: our second story um but uh just a reminder if you do want your question asked and ask the resistance we have two more quick stories to get to then we're gonna do ask the resistance so uh we can probably take another couple more questions so Mm -hmm. fire them in uh and also uh, i want people in the chat to comment on how hard they think lacy rolled her eyes in the back of her head as me and james are making our jokes about the uh, Qui Gon action figure. Um. So yeah, and and yeah, to to anyone you know, if if you submitted that super chat, it didn't go through. It didn't go through. Like we've read all the ones that we have. So apologies if you're having some issues. But um, yeah. So
1: James, yeah, what is that uh, story that you leapfrogged over? Um, I leapfrogged over the Genevieve O'Reilly uh, interview about playing Mon Mothma in Ahsoka. And a little bit on her character in um, Andor as well, and the mm-hmm. differences between the two show and shows, and how she talks a little bit about how she's not really in Ahsoka for that long, and the fact that we saw it in the trailer is probably all you're going to get. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Genevieve Riley uh, discussing her character Mon Mothma?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's totally cool that they're doing this sort of, speaking of leapfrog, they're leaping over Caroline Blackiston who played Mothma in Return of the Jedi. And it's their first recast of somebody after somebody had played them, as far as I I can recall, in terms of like the timeline. Um, Mm -hmm. But in this instance, you know, there's nuance to this stuff. I don't want to see someone else playing Princess Leia, an older Princess Leia. I don't want to see, you know, Julianne Moore playing Princess Leia in The Rise of Skywalker. I'm glad they didn't do anything like that. I don't want to see someone playing i don't care about sebastian stan get out of here i don't want to see anyone else playing luke skywalker and older luke skywalker i won't see luke skywalker on screen that, that younger yes that works oh uh, like and mcgregor with obi-wan older or like after somebody of note played a big character that doesn't work for me but in this instance it's good because mon mothma wasn't a big player in return of the jedi it was a quick one scene I don't see it as that big of a deal if she's going to pop in here and it's Genevieve O'Reilly. I'm cool with that. So when it comes to this stuff, it's a case-by-case basis. And for a character who is a supporting, and in this time, in Andor, she's a big part. But in this timeline, she's really not. So I'm cool with her popping in, having a quick scene. They clearly wanted her there for a reason. It's not a fan service thing. I'm cool with that.
1: And based on the interview, it seems like she's more dialed in with Andor. Anyway, I think she's like, yeah, Andor is the show. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. The yeah. stuff they're doing over there with Ahsoka is pretty cool too. And I'm glad well, to be part of it. I was surprised. I think I get, you know, <laughs> yeah. quick, it's a quick thing she did with them for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly, it's exactly that. Yeah. Um. So I don't really have much more to add. I mean, it, it really was evident based on what she says in the in the story that she's you know excited to bring the character to multiple shows in which she was really um. Just graced by the fact that John and Dave were sort of paying attention to her character and were wanting to bring her into the show, which is kind of cool um, to sh- to showcase. Sometimes even that these actors are like, "Man, I don't know how they would make it possible, but like, could I show up in that show? That would be pretty neat, you know?" Yeah. Or or how could they expand their character to other roles uh, and make them more of a, a long lasting? character? James, we also have breaking
0: news. Uh, Lacey actually sent to, to our private uh, chat that Cameron Monaghan has been cast in the new Tron. Uh, so the kid who plays Cal Kestis, oh, in the new Tron. So we don't know. That's perfect. That's a perfect. But does that stir things up about you know a, a live action Cal Kestis or whatever? I don't know. But
1: just something to think about. We don't need to get too deep on it. But um. yeah, I mean it's Disney and Disney love Disney loves Tron, but generally people don't love Tron. <laughs> I feel like they Disney really wants Tron to be a thing. Yeah, uh, and they have struggles with it um on just based on that news alone just immediately my first thought is they are testing him or giving him the opportunity um to just see what he's like in a bigger in a big role in a big franchise and to see maybe if he could carry a uh, an ongoing star wars series mm-hmm. as a title character um you know i i think ewan mcgregor ch- sure you can do that you know rosario dawson sure you can do that you know Um, and just with this person, it's like he has his stuff, but he maybe isn't super well known or he hasn't like led something huge yet. Um, so I don't know. It could be that opportunity, but, um, yeah, I, I personally love Tron and I really hope that Tron three takes off and, um, yeah, I don't know. I I got some, that's good news for me. I love that.
0: I got some Tron to watch.
1: Oh, we got to do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, cool, cool, cool uh so we got one more story right
1: um yes the final story is um it is about bob Iger, officially being named ceo for another two years uh through 2026 this comes from disney as they put out a story this morning that says uh you know, that he has done so many great things. We're glad to have him. I'm paraphrasing, of course. uh, But what makes sense for the company is to extend the contract through 2026. And we're glad to have him. I I could be remembering wrong, but I also remember thinking that it was a unanimous decision to make that happen.
0: Yeah, I think Bob Iger is well liked and well respected. Um, Yeah, I think he and I think as much was said when he came back recently, last year, was his legacy is very important to him and all that stuff. And I think he probably sees that things aren't improving yet. And before you know it, he only has a year or so year plus left on his contract. He doesn't want to leave when things are crappy. So right. I and they may not have the right person lined up um, like like they tried with Bob Chapik. Um, what this says to me from a Star Wars pr- perspective, though, is assuming Lucasfilm stays you know with Disney Bob Iger is going to be the one to appoint the next president of Lucasfilm because I do not think Kathleen Kennedy is going to continue beyond
1: 2024 uh so that's interesting (laughs) I mean you've sort of been saying that for a while are you trying to drop a little bomb like is that like a bigger opinion now oh no I just okay I'm just the thinking, way you delivered it. It was like, so I, here's no, the thing. <laughs> I, I I don't,
0: I think, I don't know. You keep hearing stuff and you do hear stuff from people, but I'm not, you know, a reporter or anything anymore or anything like that. I just, she's going to be in her seventies. You know, her contract's going to be up at the end of 2024. I don't think things have been going great. I, I still love everything they're making, but a lot of things have been rocky. Um, I just don't know. I, I don't think it's that I I keep saying this because I got to be careful with this because people get, I think people who love Star Wars and love all the Star Wars that's happening now, like I do feel a responsibility to always defend Kathleen Kennedy against people who just want to hate to hate. I think it's also okay to say I love everything that's been made. I think some things could have been better. Clearly there were some things that were made that suffered from production issues like solo. If didn't have to get filmed twice, we'd be talking about solo too. Like they planned stuff like that. Um, I think it's okay to say I love star Wars. I love old star Wars. I love the current stuff that they put out, but maybe it's time for a new head coach on the team. Um, and I've been saying that analogy for a while about how I feel about the Yankees. I love the Yankees so much. I root for them every day. I get mad when they lose i think they need a new general manager and a new coach so it's just one of those things i think might be time you know when she say assume she goes at the end of 2024 that's over 12 years that's a long time and she'll be in her 70s i don't know if she wants to do it anymore maybe she'll be the one that says i'm out i'm not saying she'd be fired but it right. just makes sense that when that contract's up maybe it's time for a new voice that's all so I, and if and if that is the case iger is clearly going to be in the chair He'll be the one to, to find
1: that person. It's interesting, given, you know, there's the, the writer strike going off right now, and I know they're talking about that in the chat as well, um, that that was sort of uh, unanticipated. But for you to say that, you know, Bob Iger would be the one who'd be choosing the next C- uh, president of Lucasfilm, it's it's interesting because that doesn't seem like it was maybe the plan at the time. Like so say there's a reason he's staying on, but mm-hmm. assuming he wasn't going to stay on, he would be leaving sometime soon and we haven't yet got to that point with Lucasfilm. I wonder if there's somebody in mind or if like Kathleen Kennedy is thinking in her head like maybe I don't have the power to do this, but this would be my suggestion, my offering who I think should do it. Um, and I just on it, I, I don't know enough about that type of business to think who would be the obvious next person. I tried one day to look into that for Apple. Like, who do people think is going to be the next one? So that right. when it, it when it is, you're like, oh, you know, pay t- I've been paying attention to some of these people, but I just I don't I feel like whoever it is is going to be like like a Bob Chepik, where like 90% of people are just going to be like, who, what? Yeah, I was and it's like to- maybe some people know who that is, and that is like maybe a good or a bad choice, but there it's like, you know, there's conversation about it, but I just I don't know at this point who it could be would take over I I
0: don't know either. And that's the thing that people, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna be better. So um I was talking to a mutual friend of the podcast and I'll I'll tell you who it is later, but I don't wanna like I don't know if they didn't want me to share their opinion. But they said they think it might be best if they do away with the studio of Lucasfilm and just make it a branch of Disney. Um, Wonder what so what so that so that it's no longer its own independent entity. And it's just like Pixar or something that's a, a branch under the Disney umbrella. And I mean, I'm not saying I'd want that because I like Lucasfilm operating independently, even though Disney does obviously have oversight. Um. Yeah. Uh, but that was just something that I never thought of. So I'm just tossing that out there. That's not what I thought of, but, um, but anyway, um, anything else on
1: Iger? I don't have anything else. I, I think uh, I'm excited to, to hear that he's sticking around for another two years because again, we went through just a real bad time. And it was one of those things where like, I even tried to give the guy the best benefit of the doubt. I'd hear bad things and I'm like, well, you hear bad things about everybody, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, as it turned out, it wasn't very good. <laughs> and they, they got rid of him. Yeah. So all the bad stuff must've been true. And so I just, I'm kind of not looking forward to the next one because i I see Bob so high uh, being respected internally and externally that whoever it is, is, is going to be similar to the other Bob probably better, but you know, mm-hmm. cause they'll probably stick around for longer and be okay. You know, but it, it, it does kind of bum me out that whoever is next probably isn't going to be as good as the current yeah. um, leader. So, yeah. yeah. um, do you want to go ahead and add in, uh, go into ask the resistance cuz we've got a ton of questions that we can we can get to.
0: Yeah, we can get to as many as we can, but let's get let's get after yep. it.
1: All right. I've been wondering, what are midi-chlorians?
0: Okay, it is time for ask the resistance and People in the live chat sent in questions, so we obviously were not able to prepare our answers, but we will do our best. And James, our first one comes from Sarah Gover in the chat. Hi, Sarah. Thank you. Uh, Sarah said, is that actually Ezra in the Ahsoka trailer in the scene talking to Sabine in the hologram? Yes.
1: No. What? Well, okay. So let's, let's define this. He's not... That's not actually Ezra talking to Sabine that's a recording of Ezra from oh yeah when he left the message so she's not talking to Ezra in that scene Ezra is repeating the message back from and I I don't I'm assuming this isn't like is that someone else Sarah is speculating here that there's some sort of trickery going on with that message I just think the question is based in are Sabine and Ezra having a conversation in that scene or am I crazy? And I'm saying, well, it's a recording of Ezra mm-hmm. from what he left as the, his final message in Rebels. Right. I think that's the answer. Um.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm i not sure the context, Sarah. Uh, I think wh- who we're seeing is Ezra for sure. Uh, that's that actor uh, that was confirmed. Um, and I agree with James. I, I don't think it's a conversation. I think it's more of like Princess Leia and uh, A New Hope where we see this message and we are the audience of the message and that mm-hmm. message happens to be directed to Sabine. Um, I don't know if it's verbatim, but similar to uh, the end of rebels. Yeah, uh, I think,
1: I think it sounded verbatim because I, I don't think we heard his voice in the other one, but in this one, he says like a line or two and mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, that's from the message. Okay.
0: Um, all right. Next. Thank you, Sarah. Well, next one we have uh Mike Mori. What's up, buddy? He said, is the Inquisitor that we see in the Ahsoka trailer going to be Barriss Offie? I've seen this speculation a lot. I'm going to say no, um, because I just feel like this show is going to be so loaded with so much in a tight, quick eight episodes, especially knowing we're a quarter of the way through the season on day one with two episodes. You got the Anakin thing hovering. You got all these new characters to throw that wrench into the mix, I think would be a bit much. So I'm going to say no. What do you think, James? It's a cool, it's a very cool theory. Yeah,
1: I, I agree that it is not, uh, Barice. Um, I don't know when that story gets told. It's kind of like a hanging fruit And the more they tell other stories. I'm like, well, that doesn't, that isn't going to fit in here. The reason I'm thinking kind of isn't is we are, we already speculated earlier that there's a scene with all three of these characters. And I feel like if, um you know, she takes off the mask and it's briefed, she's like, oh, I used to be a Jedi, but now I'm like my own thing. It's you know and it's me. like
0: Yeah.
1: And then the, the other guy, they're like, oh, yeah, high five. Like we're <laughs> like, we're totally doing the same thing. It's it kind of just doesn't make sense. And I think I think that Inquisitor is probably there, uh, even though I it was in the wrong time zone in my head uh i'm still gonna go with i think that that inquisitor there is to sort of represent the empire and the the sith and the darkness that came from the empire and you know these new villains are something different so i'm gonna say no it's not Baris i think they're bringing that would be too much baggage for the limited series all right unfortunately um all right next
0: one is going to be get out of here mike uh just kidding (laughs) next one is from blue jedi what's going on? You're my boy, Blue. He said, Feloni knows where Lucas was going with it all. Do you think he will adopt or borrow from his ideas for this show or his movie? Uh, I don't. I, I, I don't. I think um, Lu- uh, Lucas's story was more about Anakin <clears throat> and his family. I think this, while there's Clear ties to it and ties to uh, George Lucas's final contribution to Star Wars being the Clone Wars. I think this is sort of its own tangent now and it's its own story. So I don't think anything that comes from this will be. I mean, there may be sprinkles of, oh, George right. had this idea to use this type of creature and this type of thing. But like in, terms- in some
1: ways, how do you not use some of the ideas that exactly. George told you exclusively? Yeah.
0: yeah. But um, I, I think, from a narrative standpoint, I think this is Feloni's He's he, the training wheels are off, and it's his. It's his time.
1: Right. I, I, yeah. I I agree with that. I think the I think the thing here is that George did not teach Dave where it was going and wanted him to finish that story. He taught Dave what makes Star Wars Star Wars. Yeah. And then he said, "These are the fundamentals. Go." Tell more Star Wars stories. If it's rooted in this yes. fabric, yeah, then you know yeah. it will fundamentally be Star Wars. Yeah,
0: because I don't even know. I mean, like it's a, the 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 funny old adage that I, we don't even know that George Lucas knew where Star Wars was going. So <laughs> <laughs> right that too. Uh, all right, well, let's do one more, and that's going to be David Probus, who said, "How much Thrawn will we see in this series? Do you think they give him the Gideon treatment?" Ooh. What do you think, James?
1: I think that we will see a decent amount of Thrawn, but he's not dying in this series. I think that what they're doing with this series, Gideon, Gideon is, I know what you're getting at, David, giving him the Gideon treatment, but Gideon has continued to be the villain for three seasons in a way. Um, so they, they aren't like killing off that character or, you know, throwing him in jail and then bringing in a new villain in season two. It has felt a little bit like that Gideon has continually pulled the strings for a while. Um, so I think that Thrawn will be the person who has even above him been pulling the strings for a while. Uh, and that will go beyond Ahsoka because we know more is coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's, uh, I don't have anything else to add. I, I think Thrawn will be featured more prominently here, um, than Gideon was, especially in, uh, recent Mando, but I mm-hmm. hope so. Anyway, I, I, am really, you know, Lars Mickelson, oh, he was, he was good in Rebels with the voice, but just seeing him in person at Celebration and how he commanded that, he owned that room in Celebration and that really, he walked out the t- the tall posture and slow methodical movements. I, I the guy sold me. I'm really excited to see and what he brings to the table in live action. So thanks for the hey. question, David.
1: And, and to follow up with that, he is clarifying with me. Oops. Oh, sorry. Uh, but he is clarifying with me that he didn't mean killing him. He meant just showing him in like one episode. And I think that he will be in more than one episode. I think mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think that uh Thrawn will be someone that they sort of show as I don't know, as that looming person above this all, even though it is focused on these other villains. I I don't know. I'm I d i hope that he is in more than one episode, and I'm I'm gonna stand by. I just think they're not gonna do that.
0: Uh yeah. All right. Um okay, let us head to the end of the show. We did have one more super chat. Uh, I don't really want to read this, but I will because it's a super chat. But Toon Raider finally got a super chat in. He said, John, I didn't think saying I'm not seeing Indy 5 would get me blocked on Twitter. <laughs> I apologize to you personally. It's all I was trying to say. If you get blocked on Twitter by me, you got to do something bad because there are people I really don't like that I don't block. So I, I don't know what your Twitter handle is. If I blocked you by accident, my apologies. You can email us. And let me know what your handle is and i'll take a look at it but if you got blocked there's probably a pretty good reason why you got blocked but thank you for the super chat if it was a mistake we'll find out thanks for watching i'm sure you're cool and you have looks like a dragon ball as your icon so maybe you're james Mm. and you're just playing with me i don't know people do weird things (laughs) online these days trust me all right uh that takes us to the end of the show again uh, i want to thank everybody for being with us live or if you're listening on your favorite audio podcast app Either way, thank you so much for being a part of TRB. It means a great deal to all of us. Uh, Lacey, get well soon. Thanks for Mm -hmm. uh, being in the chat and having fun with everybody. We hope you get well soon and get back in the base as soon as possible. Uh, Of course, at Lacey Gillerin on social media apps. And I think TikTok, she's like... It's Lacey Gillerin. It's Lacey Uh, Yeah. Because I took at Lacey Gillerin on TikTok. I don't know if she knows that. Like I took that, so I'm using that. Um, all right, uh, well, a big thank you to our patrons, by the way, too. Uh, the reason why this show exists and all the other stuff we're able to do is because of our Patreon support. Anything that happens with TRB, we don't have producers. Uh, I don't know why some podcasts need producers. It's the three of us doing this thing. Uh, I got my two kids to bed just before I came down here. It's the it's the, it's real stuff. And your support allows us to keep doing this stuff and, and growing. And we have a lot of goals and you allow us to try to achieve those and make those happen. And I get, and if you want to join us, go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, tiers start at just five bucks. Uh, support goes a long way. And we got these Soka stuff coming up soon. It's a good time to join us. Uh, so go check out the tiers. There's a lot of different benefits and perks to those tiers. We take pride in our Patreon and we like to give back as a thank you for support. So go check it out, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. And a special thank you to our Generals and Spice Runners, Carmelo, John Reese, Jedda Rosewater, Frank Ronde, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brennan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Micah Harrison, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi, DiMaggio, and Diana. And our Spice Runners, David Provis, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry and the Fort Worthy and thank you to all of our Patreon supporters and all of our listeners. Yes. However, you're a part of TRB. It means a lot to us. Thank you very much. Uh, Johnny Hoey on Twitter for me. Uh, my movie podcast, just like the movies is on a little bit of a hiatus. I don't want to get into it, but there's a lot of uh, personal life stuff going on that makes scheduling very tough for me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad to be here with you all today. And uh, I promise we'll get back to you soon with that. We're doing Titanic next. So uh, check that out. But Um, James how about you
1: Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram both and threads at Myra Trunks
0: yes and uh, we will well first of all we hope everyone has a wonderful weekend and we'll be back with a new episode on Monday where we're gonna talk to a guest we're gonna have Jackson Hall uh, on the podcast and we're gonna talk about how Star Wars has influenced filmmakers of all kinds from the James Cameron's of the world to fan filmmakers and we're gonna have a good chat doing that but uh before that we hope you enjoyed the show we hope you have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you next time right here on the resistance broadcast we'll see you around kids